Her fist crashed against the desk before the weighty sadness hit, and her shoulders slumped in defeat. A numb feeling took hold of her, and she wondered if what was happening was real. Once again, her eyes pierced those of the trainer, and he read the disbelief in her gaze. "'Charlatan is dead,' he said quietly, as if to settle the doubts in her mind. "'It warn't nobody's fault. The vet, well, he did all he could.' "'I know.' He saw the disappointment that kept her full lips drawn into a strained line. "'She can't take much more of this.' he thought to himself. This might be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Everything that was happening to her was a shame. A damn shame. And don't you go blaming yourself, he admonished as if reading her thoughts. His crow-like features pinched into a scowl before he dropped his wiry frame into one of the winged side chairs positioned near the desk. Thoughtfully, he scratched the rough stubble of his beard. He'd been awake for nearly three days, same as she, and he was dog-tired. At sixty-seven, it wasn't getting any easier. Tiffany tried to manage a smile and failed. What she felt was more than defeat. The pain of witnessing the last struggling breaths of two other foals had drained her, and now, charlatan, the strongest of the lot, was dead. It's just not fair, she whispered. Aye, that is not. She let out a ragged sigh and leaned back in the uncomfortable desk chair. Her back ached miserably, and all thoughts of her letter to Dustin were forgotten. That makes three, she remarked, the skin of her flawless forehead wrinkling into an uncomfortable frown. And two more mares should be dropping foals within the next couple of weeks. Tiffany's elegant jaw tightened. Let's just hope they're healthy. Mac pushed his hands through his thinning red hair. His small eyes narrowed suspiciously as he looked out the window at the group of large white buildings comprising Rhodes Breeding Farm. Starkly illuminated by the bluish sheen from security lights, the buildings took on a sinister appearance in the stormy night. We've sure had a streak of bad luck, that we have. It almost seems as if someone is out to get us, Tiffany observed, and Mac's sharp gaze returned to the face of his employer. That it does. But who and why and how? Nothing was making any sense. Tiffany stretched her tired arms before dropping her head forward and releasing the tight clasp holding her hair away from her face. Her long fingers massaged her scalp as she shook the soft brown tresses free of their bond and tried to release the tension in the back of her neck. That one I can't answer, Mac replied, watching as she moved her head and the honey-colored strands fell to her shoulders. Tiffany Rhodes was a beautiful woman who had faced more than her share of tragedy. Signs of stress had begun to age her fair complexion. And though Tiffany was still the most regally beautiful and proud woman he knew, Mac MacDougald wondered just how much more she could take. That's just the trouble, 
No one can explain what's happening. You haven't got any enemies that I don't know about. It was more of a statement than a question. Tiffany's frown was pensive. A headache was beginning to nag at her. She shrugged her shoulders. No one that would want to ruin me. You're sure? Positive. Look, we can't blame anyone for what's happened here. Like you said, we've just had a string of bad luck. Starting with the loss of Devil's Gambit four years ago. Tiffany's eyes clouded in pain. At least we got the insurance money for him, she whispered, as if it really didn't matter. I don't think any of the foals will be covered, not once the insurance company gets wind of the problems we're having. The insurance money you got for Devil's Gambit wasn't half of what he was worth, Mac grumbled. Not for the first time.